Welcome to Wind Down, the weekly catch-up between friends Scott and Lydia. We'll be discussing the stories of the week as well as giving you a much-needed dose of good news. There'll also be a book recommendation and Scott's gift of the week, all accompanied by a big glass of wine. So grab a bottle, settle down and enjoy. Hello. Hi everyone. How are we doing? Good. I feel like it's, we've, I've turned a corner this week. I feel very happy. The sun is shining. Things are opening up. I'm just very happy this week. How are you? Me too. I had a really good work day. You know, everything, everything just, you're just like writing about stuff you love mm-hmm. and like people are giving you nice feedback. My article got mentioned in the Times, <gasps> like not my name, but like a piece I've done a few months ago and they put it in there. And I was like, okay, sure. That's me. Thanks. That's me. <laughs> made it. I've made it. I put my name in there. I didn't provide a link, but it's in the tab and it's an article. Uh, I can resign it now. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> I, need pay, I need to pay rise stats. Um, <laughs> No, but yeah, it's, I feel like it's good vibes all around, isn't it? It is. I don't know what's come over us or whether, yeah, like the moon has shifted and there's new energies in the world. Maybe. What is that thing? It's like Mercury and retrograde. That's the bad one, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Mm. It sounds nasty. Mm. I feel like the sun and like the pubs and just the vibes. It's just good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like we were talking before we came on here and it was like, this morning I got up and something just clicked and I was like, yeah, today's a good day. Do you know what? I'm feeling it. Like, I'm going to yeah. go with this. <laughs> I love when you wake up and you have a and you're like, today's such a good day. I know. Like, I wasn't stressed at work. I just breezed through stuff and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this is good. This is the energy we're taking forward. Absolutely. And it's also the energy that we're going to take to open our wine this week. <laughs> Woo! I don't even need the wine. I'm that happy. Um, <laughs> have you seen those memes? I did a meme run update. The ones that are like, they got a bottle of wine and it's like the brackets that the first one's like, woohoo. Oh my God, yeah. The second one is like, oh my God, I'm going to tell you all my deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. And then third is like, call an ambulance. And I'm yeah. like, I'll be us. We should I mean, get that def- much. We should. Oh my God, we should. <laughs> <sighs> Um, what are we drinking this week? So we are drinking the Ned um, Pinot Grigio. So I thought this was like the Ned's wine. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that's what I thought as well. <laughs> but it's not because on the picture, there's a picture of like a mountain. Yeah, I just noticed. That's what I so before we came on. I was like, oh, I just realised something. And this is what I realised. that it's about uh, a mountain. Yeah, because it's 909 millimetres. Oh, it's like pink. Is yours pink? Yeah, it's like a uh, bronzy colour. Okay, I did not expect it to be that colour. Yeah, it's like a really nice rose gold. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's literally like a rose gold because it's not like a rosy colour, it's like an amber. Yeah, amber, that's it. Mm. Oh. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> it's like a weird... <laughs> Ignore my face. It's like a weird... Um... It's like a weird like mix of like dry and there's like a kick of a as well. Hmm. Oh, uniquely salmon pink in colour. That's where it was meant to be. I think it's got salmon in it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Let's hope not. It's 13.5%. Um, and it's a New Zealand wine, which I always usually really like. And it was like $7.99 from Waitrose. So I think it's yeah, good. I'm telling myself it's good because I spent eight pounds on a bottle of wine, so it has to be good. <laughs> And they also sounds great. They also do a Sauvignon as well, which we can try, Ooh, yeah. which is what we should have in my house. Um, 
I think I got the wrong one, but I just think this is nice. Yeah, I feel like whenever we, obviously, whenever we browse for our wines for the podcast, mm-hmm. I always do see this make and I'm like, oh, the Ned. And again, I do think it's the Ned as in, in London, mm. but which hopefully we'll return to one day. Um, I've never been. Okay, we'll take you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it in there. It's so nice. But yeah, it's, I'm so surprised. I can't get over the colour. I know. Like Pinot, this is not a Pinot Grigio. This is like... A rosé. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I feel like I'm very bougie right now. Yeah, it's a nice wine. I think it's a nice one. Oh my god! Okay, before we get into it, I've got—I haven't told you this. So I started Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh <gasps> yes! What do we my think? God, <laughs> like loving it, but also I'm just like, okay, very mixed <laughs> about everyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who? What? Are you, how many episodes are you into? Oh god, I don't know. We uh, the bit that's just happened is, or the bit coming up is when they're going away. Okay, that's so quite been, far. It's been Jen's husband's birthday. Oh my god, you're like proper in it. Yeah, I think we've only got a couple left. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Who do we like? Who do we like? Because I have a fave. Oh, I don't know. I hope my fave isn't who I hate. <laughs> No, well, I hope you wouldn't hate this person. I think you like this person. Okay, well, I, I think... either like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like different about all of them. So, yeah. Jen, Jen absolutely yeah. no. Yeah, get in jail. Um, <laughs> Literally. Honestly, that woman has problems on so many levels. Not that, mm. not that's a bad thing, but. Um, so, yeah, Jen's Jen. Yeah. Merid- Meredith, I quite like. Meredith, yeah, the really bougie one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always sounds like she's drunk or taken something. Like, she's just like, ah. Yeah, she's like, oh, we went to... (laughs) And it's like, yeah, okay, (laughs) hon. Don't mind her. Um, Mm -hmm. Heather, she's a blonde one, isn't she? Yeah, love Heather. Please, I'm love Heather. Yeah, I like Heather. She's a... Yeah, I love Heather. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, But now, I'm absolutely, yeah. She's like the realist, I'd say. She's yeah. like the most like you could actually ever drink her. I think the next episode is when her and Jen fall out. Oh yeah. Um, so I can't wait for that. Um, Whitney, absolutely whiny little girl. Oh my god, yeah, she's so not like she gets a bit better, but yeah, she's not my vibe. Oh, just even like when she told Jen about the whole drama, and I was like, "What are you saying? Like you're stirring the pot massively." Yeah, um, although we do need a pot star for a show. But oh, yeah. you do, yeah, especially for Real Housewives. But, but <laughs> yeah, she's annoying. And then Lisa, I don't mind. Mm, I'm not like keen on Lisa. There's just something about her that I don't like. I'm on the fence, but I just like her. Like she says how she's from New York, and I'm like, no, hun, you're from New Jersey. Like, yeah, you're not from New York. You're from like New Jersey side of New York. Yeah, um, like find a map. Yeah, and then Mary, I'm just she's not really in it. Oh my god! Literally, why is this woman in this show? Like she literally, every was, episode, I'd be like, "Why is she here? She's not." Yeah, like she literally made the drama. As far as what I've seen so far, she just made the drama between Jen and the girls, and then that is it. Like you just haven't seen her since. Oh, that is all that happens for her. Like she'll just be on the phone to them. I'm like Andy. Why have you allowed this? Oh, get her out! This would not be happening on any other show, and she's and coming also, back for the next one. Ugh. Also, all she ever talks about is her wardrobe and like the designer she has in it, and I'm like, "Yes, well done, hun. Well done." Like you have Chanel, yeah. well done. You have Gucci. Who doesn't? Well <laughs> like, come on, we've all got a Chanel in the back closet somewhere. 
Um, you could have to dig pretty deep to find one in mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be fake from Thailand, but it would still be Chanel. <laughs> it's still Chanel, it's fine. It's Chanel. Yeah, oh my God, I'm so glad you like it. Yeah, we started Good. it on the weekend, I had to tell you. <laughs> oh my God. So I thought I got my friend Jolie onto Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this weekend. <gasps> and we actually sat and watched it in her bed with a curry. Ooh, and good one. yeah, literally, she's now obsessed as well. Um, it's just, yeah. It's and that's coming back clip. soon. Can't wait for that. Oh my and God. Yeah, that trailer and New York. It's going to be so Cannot good. Wait. This is going to turn into a Real Housewives episode uh, yeah. series. Sorry, guys. Drag Race is old news. <laughs> uh, well, is Drag Race old news? Because should we move on to our topics? Yes, let's move on. Um, Drag Race Australia, we knew it was coming, but it's been announced it's coming to BBC iPlayer from May the 2nd, which is so fucking soon. Yeah, like, what is that about? Like, where did that even come from? Like, like has that been in talks? <laughs> like, I knew that Australia was happening. Yeah. Like, they had all the queens and everything, but I didn't realise we were going to have it as well. I'm so yeah, excited. I didn't think we would, but... No. I mean... I... I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I haven't really watched the trailer or anything. Or... No, neither. And I'm like... Is there a trailer? I don't know. I feel like there was a clip going around, maybe. I might be wrong. I might be thinking about a different one, but I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I just don't know how I feel about it. Because it's, it's always the first... I mean, it's the first season, isn't it? Like, it's going to be, like, teething issues. But you're like, you've been mm. around quite a long time. Like... <laughs> Be good. Mm. <laughs> but I also think like Aussies are really funny and like Australian reality TV shows are always good. So I think they, it will be good because also Aussies have like more of a similar humour to us. Yeah. And I think as well, what is nice is that Rue and Michelle are still going to be on it, are they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Michelle's definitely on it. I know Michelle's on it. Um, so it'd be nice to have like the familiar face because I think like with Canada's Drag Race, when I watched that, um, mm-hmm. They didn't have Rue or Michelle on there. Like Michelle was on it for one episode oh. as like a special guest host. And yeah. um, like I did enjoy that apart from one judge that luckily isn't coming back. But like it just didn't have that like, I don't know, it, just, it missed something. And I think the thing it was missing was Rue and Michelle. Yeah, and I feel like it, then it almost feels like you're like, well, if you didn't care enough about it to do it, why should I? Yeah. Like, if it wasn't, like, you don't find this interesting, like, why not for life? RuPaul doesn't want to do it. Yeah, that's Then, true. like, mm, is it that good? Yeah. Mm. But it's not all good, is it? Oh, no, well, there's been some um, scandal already. It's already so started. <laughs> so a few of the um, drag queens have been... Um, oh, I've lost the tab. Hang on. Um, I just want to get this right. <laughs> yeah, a few of the drag queens have had to apologise, as they should have done, um, for wearing blackface in performances. Um, so images of contestant Anthony Price, known for his drag persona, Scarlett Adams. Um, the pictures emerged of him in costumes appearing to imitate other cultures. Um, yeah, so that was apparently taken in that 2012. So right. nearly 10 years ago, but it's still not acceptable, obviously. Um, but they've apologised for it. Um, and another one was that one, the um, another contestant called Richard Chadwick, a.k.a. Karen from Finance, which I do love that name. Absolutely, um, golden name. But they had a tattoo of a gollywog, which is like a doll that mm. depicts minstrel-like caricatures of black people. 
um, and as the Guardian says, it's a bit long been considered culturally insensitive and racist. Um, he said that, he, oh gosh. <coughs> In choke time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm so pissed off now. I'm just really, <laughs> my throat is like closing up. Um, yeah, they've now like covered the tattoo up and like apologised for it all. But obviously it's something to, not keep in mind when watching it, but obviously there is that to deal with. I think it's just in light of everything, especially over this past year. I mean, again, like we always say on here, shouldn't take as long as things do take for this stuff to come to light and for people to be mm. picked up on it. Like uh, now that these queens are now on a major, will be on a major platform for mm. everyone to like scrutinise of a magnifying glass. It's almost like, yeah, that's fine. And they do have to expect that people will dive into their past because that's what people do now like mm. it's it's a natural thing that happens when you're in the spotlight but I think even then yeah maybe this might have been over like nearly 10 years ago when this picture emerged of one of the queens mm. but again like it should have been picked up then by friends and everyone and being a bit like yeah do you not what do you know what you're doing yeah because also like 10 years ago isn't 60 years ago that's no, 2012 exactly. like oh my god that's <clears throat> <clears throat> the wine <laughs> Bear with. <laughs> I'm so excited, I ripped my cord out. <laughs> what, me coughing? Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah, like it's not 60 years ago, it's like, what, nine? Yeah. Yeah, nine. <laughs> nine years ago. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, that's, and it just shows that like, you know, I, I just don't get the people's like, bizarre why did everyone like do like blackface i just find it so bizarre yeah like, I mean, like, yeah let me do that as a costume like do you remember even like luann doing it in real housewives yeah of new york she said it wasn't blackface but like she just as like Ross, and it's like yeah. you can't do that like i've done fancy dress before um i mean it was like one time i went i mean it was my own party because i absolutely love her but like i dressed up as like rihanna but like not once did i think oh i've got a colour myself like mm-hmm. I just went as my not my interpretation do you know what I mean like I never yeah. wanted like oh yeah I'm going to change colour of my skin no you just wore like an that. outfit that she would have like loved I'm going to love to yeah um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just dreaming about Rihanna now <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I think it's it'd be interesting to watch and of course and um, we might delve into it every now and then um, we, you come on, we're going to be watching it every yeah, week. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> this is now going to be a Real Housewives and Drag Race like crossover. Yeah, we're talking about. I hope our listeners um, are ready for this. <laughs> I think they'll appreciate it. I think. Yeah. I think we've got a good audience for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, In a more serious topic, that we're moving on. Um, I'm sure all our listeners will have heard the um, the verdict that. George Floyd's killer, Derek Chauvin, is that you say it? Don't really care. I don't really care, to be honest. Mm. Um, he has been arrested, uh, not arrested, he has been found guilty on all three counts and is going to jail for a long ass time. Woohoo! Amazing. Amazing. I mean, it's horrible that it's amazing. You know? Yeah, that's how I felt when it's so weird, like, because I've read quite a few articles on it today. And everyone seems to sort of have the same kinds of feeling about it of like, 
it is amazing news. He absolutely fully deserved it. Mm. Um, but it's weird to still say it's amazing news because one, it should never have happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. But there are, it's that thing of like, it's amazing news for George Floyd and his family. There's some sort of like uh, justice in the world. Mm. There's more that needs to happen. There's more that needs to come from this. And it's mm. like this, it's not a checklist, but the way I mean it is that this almost seems like one tick on a long list of mm-hmm. it needs to be have just um, yeah yeah and I think also I think what's also horrible is the fact that like we was everyone was so surprised that he was found guilty like there was so much evidence and yet we were still everyone was still questioning that oh I don't know because so it could take one juror but I also think you know thank god those jurors saw the evidence for themselves and were like yeah obviously he is guilty mm-hmm. and you could see it in his eyes how surprised he was because I watched it live because I just happened to turn on the news right. I didn't realize the verdict was coming this quickly and I was watching it and like when the, the judge read it out and you could see in his face that like, he was shocked um but it felt really like nice not nice but like to hear every single juror be like yes I agree yes mm-hmm. I agree yes I agree like guilty on all three counts yeah but it's just that thing of like it shouldn't have had to go to this stage. And this is the first, I think, in the state, that state of Minnesota, that state. Yeah. Um, it's the first time a police officer has been charged with the murder of a black civilian. Um, the first time? Yeah, the first time. Wow. So I don't know what that means in a good way, that, but I don't think it's like that, you know, none of them have been, none of them have killed a black man. It's the, it's the first time it's actually fucking happened that they've managed to be held accountable for it yeah I think that's the thing is that's the good word is the like he's been held accountable for his actions mm. now and it's like you can't write that wrong because unfortunately the wrong you did cost someone's life yeah like that like his daughter uh, George Floyd's daughter is not getting her dad back you yeah, know exactly no matter how long he, this arsehole rots in prison she will never get her dad back no and and I think I've seen a lot of people be like, this isn't justice, this is count- accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just a tiny sand, like, drop, like a sand grain in a massive, like, beach of problems, if that makes sense. That's a really weird yeah. analogy. No, that's like, what I mean by, like, there's that long list, and this is yeah. just one tick off of accountability. Yeah. yeah, it's like the exception, not the rule, which is, yeah. like, it's, it, the reason it's been, like, a landmark case is because it doesn't happen. You know, like, Breonna Taylor's... Um, killers are still out there they're yeah. still policing this is literally that's exactly what I thought is I when I saw it and I, I said to Gabriel I was like oh my god like I didn't realize it was today I didn't realize mm. um because it was I followed it obviously at the start and I did follow it for a good say like six months but then it was that thing of I was actually kind of worried again concerned what mm. way it was gonna go yeah. and I was like I don't want to follow this if this is going to go the way that I think it might go yeah so I like kept up to date kind of but yeah when it popped up I was like oh my god like he's guilty like yeah and it's so weird that isn't it like that we were shocked by it mm, like, that, like we knew that that was right that is knew what he deserved that is definitely everything that like should... the ev- there's literally the video evidence yeah. for it there but yet we're shocked by it mm-hmm. yeah because there were these things in the um in the the trial where they were like the prosecutors were like, oh, his um 
not the defence, sorry, um, said that George, the reason George Floyd died was because his heart was too small. And it's like, what bullshit are you trying to, like, throw here? Because, like... yeah. Like, fuck off. I'm sorry. Like, who the fuck do you think you are to try and use that as a defence? That's really clutching at straws. Like, Yeah. Like, the person's heart who's too small is Derek Chauvin's. Is the, yeah, exactly. It's the guy that actually done it. Like, yeah. And I've also, yeah. And I've also seen a lot of praise for the girl, she was 17, who took the video. And without her, a lot of this wouldn't have been able to come to light. Very so, true. like, well done to her. Yes, props absolutely. to her for, like, thinking on her feet and mm-hmm. filming it. Yeah, it's so, it's so true. And I think, again, like we've, we've spoken about it before, like the whole power of social media and all of that. But like, it is a power, it can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. And like, as much as we can say there's a lot of toxicity that's attached to it and all of that. But in cases like this, thankfully, it was around because that spread so quick. And for every single right reason, it spread that quick. Um, but yeah, I just... That- that's so true. I hadn't thought of that. So, like, this is a really good example of how social media can be used. Yeah. Also good. Yeah, that's a really good point. And all that. Look at us uncovering good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just hope his family can take something from this because I feel for his, you know, like exactly. her, the, the daughter, I can't remember her name. She's like, my daddy changed the world. Mm-hmm. Just like, you almost don't want her dad to have changed the world because of that. The world should have changed on its bloody own accord. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's well. hard, isn't it? It's uh, mm. it's like a, it's like a mixed bag. Mm. But and the thing is, like, he is not the only one, and he hasn't been the only one mm-hmm. even since his death. You know, a number of black, especially black men, have been killed since by the police since it's, his death. It's even the thing, isn't it? Of but especially like drawing attention to even black the black trans community Mm -hmm. like there's so many killings and beatings and brutalities on a daily basis in the Mm. u.s and around the world probably but again they're in countries that don't have that um not the word is they don't have that level of attention Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the US and the UK really does. So yeah. they almost get swept under the carpet and lost. And I think even um, like the black trans people that are being attacked, even in the US, they are still being lost. And that people aren't shedding a light on that as well. And I think that is a light mm-hmm. that needs to be targeted as well. And it needs to be risen and being spoken about by everyone, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, definitely. Also, just before we move on to our next topic, the thing is, I've seen the Derek guy, he's now been placed on suicide watch and he's been placed on that high security. And the thing is, I feel like he's going to get special treatment in prison. Like, he will be kept separately from most prisoners mm. because they know everyone's going to go fucking mental and, like, try and hurt him because they're angry. And, you know, and he'll almost not get a cushy experience, but no, he'll he get will still get some... Yeah, he will still have some sort of privilege... Yeah. Which is, oh, and even that is just like blood boiling. And even today, like, so in the UK, there was a um, police officer who shared a meme about mm-hmm. George's death and they got cleared today by a UK judge. So it's like, obviously that's very different to the actual case, but it still shows that like, there is no comeuppance. There is no real change in culture, despite what everyone said last summer, like, oh, I'm going to better myself. I'm going to yeah. learn, I'm going to change. 
where has that change come like these small sort of things all add up to one big thing yeah which is this racial inequality it's that's the thing i think you said it so well is that like there was so many people last year that were taking a stand and yeah were going to better themselves and all that kind of jazz yet that just goes to show that it's it's not a joke i mean like i just don't know what to say but like it's not a joke it's not funny no it's not a joke like you've got no excuses hun like yeah because it was like the two police officers i think like last summer summer before two black women were killed in the park and police officers took selfies with them you know like this makes me sick and it's like that system just this one derek's dickhead whatever his name is you know him getting found guilty does not change the system no. Unfortunately, absolutely and not. That's what needs to change. Mm. Um, moving on to something else that needs to change, and I am oh. so. It actually makes me a bit emotional. I'm so yeah, angry I'm at this. That so it was announced this week that Florida has um, put in a new law or bill that basically um, bans trans people from being involved in sports um Mm. and uh the way i've been reading up about it is it's more towards trans women Mm. um because that's basically what it's some reason been targeted to but basically the independent done an article on it and the, the headline was florida's new transgender sports ban permits school to require genital inspections of children and I, so first of all, on one level, I saw that this was a new law and I was like, wow, okay, this is something else. And then I found out about the whole genital inspections and I am so speechless. Like how, 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 how can this happen? I just like, where is the safeguarding? Like education and schools are meant to be a place where children are meant to feel safe and learn how on earth are you like oh just like but that's what happens in prison like people mm-hmm. have to strip down to show the genitals to make sure they're not carrying drugs like i'm sorry what what teacher thinks that's their job and their right to do that how like awful for those children mm-hmm. i just I that's the thing that's awful what, it's, it's uh, again it shouldn't happen at any age but children yeah come on children these are school age children this should not be happening like school is fucking difficult enough let alone being trans let alone having to then show your genitals because you want to kick a ball around like how disgusting it's actually just vile it's it's like archaic i can't believe people care like this much to try and limit people's playing of sport yeah, it's so warped and I just, I, I, I generally, I thought, I was like, this is some sort of like late April Fool's joke and like it's sick <laughs> if it is a joke. And then I was like, I I just could not believe I was reading it and I still can't believe now that I'm reading it. Like the fact that the rule authorises schools also to require health examinations or documentation from a student's health provider in cases where biological sex is disputed. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, 
<laughs> what? Like, uh, it doesn't seem believable. I just, I, it's, I don't get it. And I think also, I, so I listen to the Homo Sapiens podcast quite a lot. I, I mention it quite a bit in here because I was on <laughs> Learn stuff. Um, and they did an episode about the LGBT community in sports and mm. how a lot of, you know, like growing up as like gay children or like things like that, you know, you were kind of locked out from sport and took you, like people took a long time to come to accept, like actually exercise is really good for you and it's really fun and it can be really fun. But the segregation we do in schools of like the girls play netball, the boys play football yeah. and that's how it is. Whereas like one of the boys that was talking, I was like, I'm not sure I'd much rather play netball with the girls. And even if that's oh not God. how you feel, the way that sport is segregated, it just creates so many problems for young kids because you can't develop those teammates skills. You can't, you know, because it's so competitive, which is good, but it then becomes a thing where it's like the slower kids or the bigger kids get victimized, not victimized, but like bullied oh even God. by the teachers yeah. for not being good enough. Yeah, like I definitely had that. I definitely experienced that at my school and I know other people did because it's that thing, isn't it? Of like always being picked last. Um, uh, yeah. People not thinking that you can do stuff and all that kind of thing. And in school, I weirdly looking back now, I almost wish I got more angry about it. Mm. Like When I was in school, I was like, yeah, like, I don't really give a shit about PE anyway. Like you want to pick me last, pick me last. I really don't give a shit. Mm. Um, but then it's just funny because I'm quite a broad person. But when it mm. came to sports like rugby, I was mm. one of the first to be picked because I was broad. Uh, and I'm like, oh, it's funny how now you want me. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. But it's so true. Like, how, like, I remember in high school, like, the girls would do trampolining. And when the girls were doing that, the boys would have to play badminton. Oh my God, I love badminton. And we were never allowed to do like, um, like we could do uh we did like gymnastics but it wasn't That's like good. proper gymnastics it was just like the whole climbing the frames or like on those boards springboard mm. things it was just stuff like that and it's so true like looking back now everything's like flooding back and I'm like mm. it is actually a really segregated area like yeah sports alone is segregated but then sports in school is something else like that mm. yeah and do you know what you're so right in the teachers like they're yeah. just yeah I remember the teachers some of the teachers I used to have one of them was nice to me because he was friends with my sister like he knew my sister um, oh, okay so like he always used to call my because my surname's Wells he used to call my sister Wellsy and then he started calling me when he found out we were siblings oh, so, like, okay. that put me up like brownie points a little bit but mm. The others couldn't give two flying shits. They'd yeah. go with the sports guys. Like, they'd go with the sporty lot. They'd choose them yeah. all the time. It'd always be them. And then it'd be, like, yeah. me and, like, two other friends who, luckily, mm. I, I was friends with. Um, us, it was always, like, us three in the corner. And I'm, like, at that time, I didn't give a shit. But now, looking back, I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I give a shit now. Like, now, yeah. about it, I'm, like... I if that was if I was a teacher and I saw stu my students doing that I'd be fuming I'd be like everyone's getting fucking involved like yeah this is what's happening and I feel like that's a very specific thing because I was went to an all girls school so I didn't have the gender segregation in terms of what sports each, everyone plays because we all played everything um but we did have the thing of like favorites and it's a weird thing because 
you don't get that in English or maths or geography. It's very much like a, I mean, okay, occasionally you do, but it's very much like a PE thing. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that it's, you know, why it's like they're not the Olympians of the future. You don't have to have favorites. Like, come on, like, okay, maybe one of them might be, but like, it's not your job to coach them. You're meant to like make all these kids feel great about themselves. And I think so many people's body issues and, you know, negative impact, like, feelings about their body comes from those PE lessons oh and having such a warped yeah. view of exercise because I love PE I've always loved PE I love you know me and my sister have been really lucky that we've been both quite athletic growing up um so we were lucky that we could just fit in with PE mm-hmm. but I know for lots of people that isn't the case um I don't know where I'm going with that <laughs> no I, I totally get what you mean like because in primary school I used to do tag rugby and then when I was in like year seven and eight in high school, I was doing rugby outside. So I joined a club and... I'm sorry, I just did pause here and imagine you playing rugby. <laughs> Anyone always has that reaction. Um, <laughs> like I used to love rugby and I still do to a certain point. I don't watch it, but like... I oh my God, can we go that. play? Can we go watch rugby then? We can. As think- actually my friend Holly, who we will be talking to soon, who will become mm-hmm. on the podcast... Um, she has joined, uh, it's an all-girls um, rugby club. And I'm not gonna lie, I, meant a, I meant a male rugby team. No, I'm sorry, but there's I'm going to have to go. There's, there's a male team with that, but they get, it's a gay team. Honestly, okay, again. they seem fabulous. No they're, no, they're nice. Yeah, I'm sure they're nice, but I can't shag them, can I? No, you can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go to okay. like a, we'll go to like this rugby game and then we'll go to like Twickenham so I can have a fucking chance. Okay, we could do that. I'll let you know. <laughs> um, but it's... Can you imagine us at Twickenham? Sorry. Oh my God, I would stand out like an... <laughs> They'd be like, all right. <laughs> I'd like turn up in my heels. You'd be like there in like a fabulous sequin shirt and we'd just be like two sore thumbs like, okay. We could put some lines on our face, you know, it'd be fine. We'll get into it. I don't want to do that, but okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> Sorry, yeah, get back to the serious stuff. But yeah, I so like, I enjoyed rugby. And then when it came to PE, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that, oh. again, I don't know if that's because maybe where I wasn't always picked first, or not first, but I wasn't at that point picked in like the first like 15 people. Mm. It then took that away from me because I'm like I know I'm good at this like I do this outside but because mm. of maybe the way I acted and it was new people suddenly I wasn't deemed good and I'm like that's fine you can you don't have to think I'm good because you can put me at the back and like whatever the positions are but like mm. put me in a good position mate and like you're the team that's going to lose at the end of the day yeah. But it's funny because I actually do think I had a weird sense of like empowerment. Like I remember like when we used to play football, I wasn't really ever picked. But when I got the ball, I was like, okay. And I was good. And it was like, I used to always have like the last laugh because I'm like, that's fine. Like you all thought I was shit. It's fine. Like Yeah, you all underestimated me. But yeah. So yeah. I think I always had that low key, like. I was gonna say fabulousness, but do you know what I mean? Like, I had no, that you say that. confidence to be like, screw you guys. Like, I'm glad you're on my team lost. <laughs> yeah, and I think also this week, you know, with the football super league, I don't know if I oh actually mentioned football on this podcast. Like, we see how hyper masculine football mm. is still, and like, I feel that's a whole other topic, but we don't have time to go into. But Honestly, you know, it's so ridiculous. It's, like, I. 
so again, my friend Holly, um, she said, <laughs> she tagged me in a tweet. And honestly, it is so funny because at the time I was like reading about all this football stuff that's going on. And I was like, I don't understand it. Don't, I don't really care. get it. Yeah. And then so the thing she tagged me in was a tweet by this guy called Alex. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was like, for anyone confused by the football drama, <laughs> Oh my god, I think I've seen this one. It's like Ross Matthews launching a drag show and Rue saying anyone in the competition can't be on All Stars. And honestly, I was like, this makes so much sense. And yeah, because I did a tweet round up for this work because I was like, I have no fucking clue, but I understand it now with the context of the Ross Matthews thing. I was like, now I get it. Oh, drag, get it. Yeah, get it. Yeah, get it. It's like All Stars. Yeah, fine, got it. Totally. Okay, so the last topic before we move into our other stuff that we always do in the Rich Podcast, if you're new here, um, is the very upsetting news that Jonathan Bennett, who plays, oh my God, who's he playing? Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls. Him and his fiance were denied their dream wedding venue because they were gay. Again, what the fuck, people? <laughs> like, Literally. What? So um, they went to this Mexican resort, who I won't name because they don't fucking deserve it. Yeah. Um, and they were told by the owner they couldn't get married there because they're two men and it goes against his morals. <laughs> sorry, who the fuck do you think you are? Literally, you took the words out of my mouth. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you'd be glad to buddy have this because a magazine would have done an exclusive on that. Oh my God. They would have had like People magazine and a whole, they'll have people, like, they will have. Some magazine coverage there. I'll do it for okay. I'll do it exclusively. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Literally, but like they will have like it's just so stupid. Like, not even from obviously like the whole homophobic thing is ridiculous, but also like from business sense, you fucking like you're stupid. Oh, I mean, obviously that thing is the main thing. No, yeah, but like even like now, like I don't want to go to this resort or this place. Mm. Like, I'm good. Thanks. Bye. Like yeah. <laughs> I just think, again, it's so sad that this is still happening. Like, mm. like we have said before, everyone has their own opinions. Totally get it. We have our opinions, which we express very much on this podcast. But, <laughs> like, it's, it just doesn't make, to me, it just doesn't make sense. But I guess that's who we are as people. Like, yeah. we do, unfortunately, have those viewpoints. And it's just, it is wrong. It is I, it's no need for discrimination or homophobia or anything like that like it's just two people want to get married and that is it like there's nothing more to it so mm. why are you suddenly like does, does this owner of this place I suddenly think that if these if Jonathan got married there that they'd be like everyone else would be like oh we can't go there because two men got married there like, yeah come on hun it's 21st century get a group like yeah it is it's just it's just sad at the end of the day that like before we think you know quality's been reached it hasn't Mm. it's yeah i just i mean hopefully they'll find somewhere even bloody better and they they have already found somewhere they have already found somewhere amazing yeah and an lgbt inclusive resort nestled along the riviera maya um oh yes yes Yes, okay. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. I would love to. I haven't never been, but I would love to. I mean, must admit, when we look for holidays, I'm always very 
what's the word like I always look to see what like, the LGBT vibe is yeah um just because I mean again in this day and age unfortunately you never know because it's like Dubai and stuff like all the influencers mm. going and it's like well pun you know they don't actually support LGBT people why are you like <clears throat> endorsing that country yeah and I think again like my like we've talked about going on like family holidays there um and it's like I again like my dad didn't really get it until we sort of said it and I was like in all honesty as much as I would love to go to Dubai mm. I don't support what they think and also I don't we could be put in prison like yeah just I don't want to walking down the street yeah like you go on holiday to relax if I go to Dubai mm. I'm not going to relax like I'll be honest yeah. constantly even though they do have some gay bars out there apparently oh really yeah which I don't fully understand but yeah that doesn't make much sense yeah yeah but anyway fuck that resort but congratulations Jonathan on your absolutely on your wedding and if you want to send us an invite we'll be there yes and if you want um okay magazine to do an exclusive on you then my name is Scott Wells please hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna listen to this <laughs> never know never know put it on the universe <laughs> okay so have you got some good news to undo all that fucking shit we've just talked I about do. and again i feel like it's a very conversational piece but yes i do okay. um so the headline reads england will soon have its first non-for-profit ivf clinic <gasps> um yeah amazing so england's first non-for-profit non-for-profit fertility <laughs> clinic is expected to open in central london by the end of 2021 offering treatment for women who cannot access it for free on the NHS. Um, it is a project by the British Pregnancy Advisory Service, an organisation founded in 1968 to help women access abortions which were difficult to come by on the NHS at that time. Women under the age of 40 should be offered three cycles of IVF on the NHS if they have been trying to get pregnant for at least two years, and one if they are aged 40 to 42. According to the National Institute of Health and care excellence guidelines but this is often not the case in reality um the ivs postcode lottery leaves devastating gaps in the provision according to bpas research carried out in 2020 with some clinical commissioning groups that oversee local funding restricting access to fertility treatment and abortionary groups grounds such as people's relationship status um Single women and same-sex female couples face particularly significant financial obstacles in accessing treatment, the charity says, as they often have to pay for artificial insemination to determine their fertility to be able to qualify for IVF. Meanwhile, many women struggle to afford IVF privately. Um, and it basically is just a really good article that goes into it a bit more. Um, I think that's amazing. Yeah, accessibility, free services, yeah, we're here for it. And again, about bloody time. Like, mm. so like I, I mean, like, I didn't really know because I'm not really that age yet, thankfully. <laughs> um, and also have no plans of having children in the near future. Um, <laughs> but like, I, yeah, I always thought you could get it for free. But actually, no, I wasn't sure because I thought you did have to pay for it. Even though like, I thought that was the one thing in the NHS that was a bit like money driven. Mm. Um, so that's great that there's like another chance another place for people to do it how are they getting the funding because obviously someone has to pay for it oh yeah like is there a place Um, people can donate i'm not too 
I'm trying to scan the article. <laughs> Sorry, I put it on the spot. Um, it's going to be great to know if, like, because obviously, like, a non-profit is going to have to get money from somewhere. I mean, obviously, with the women that, I mean, just, just we can get more money to it. Yeah. Is what I'm I thinking. Mean, the, there's a part that says the clinic will have a transparent pricing structure. But, what? Um, yeah. How has it got a pricing structure if it's free? I know. If patients made aware of how much their treatment will cost from the outset, only evidence-based treatments will be offered, unlike some private clinics which offer expensive add-ons that have little effect. So I think maybe you do pay for it? Oh. This is very confusing. Okay. This is not turning into good news. <laughs> okay. But it is good news. We'll forget that. I, I shouldn't have asked that question. Let's just move on because that is good. And we'll look into it properly and tell you all next week. Yeah. I think because they've spoken to like, people as well. So they've been like, oh my gosh, this is amazing kind of thing, like interviews. Um, okay. It is good. But I think it's just maybe a, uh, like, it's happening kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So Lydia, what is your book of the week? So full transparency here. I still haven't finished last week's book, but I started a new one because I was like, I need to do it for the podcast. So just if anyone else is struggling with how much they're reading at the moment, <laughs> I'm just putting it out there that I'm struggling too. Um, and my Goodreads is telling me that I'm struggling too as well, which I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm I am with you on this. What have you um? Are you, have you read that? No, I still haven't finished that book. Oh come on, I Scott! So, I got so into it, and again, I'm so close to finishing it. I just, but I haven't been in the not the mood mindset. Yeah, I've just been a bit out of funk to do it. <laughs> Out of funk, I like that. I'll get my funk back, but yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Book of the week, carry on. Oh yeah, so this week I am reading The New Wilderness by Diane Cook. Um, and it's a her debut debut novel that um okay, that's not I'm not gonna read that description because that's rubbish. Um <laughs> so basically it's like kind of like a dystopian sort of vibe, it's a fiction book. Um it's about this mum and her daughter and actually her husband, who didn't, didn't actually mention in the blurb. Um, and they move into this, like, it's basically it's like the whole world has kind of become so smoggy and over-polluted and everything. So there's this one patch of wilderness left and they've moved into that as like a tester, like a testing sort of thing, like an experiment. That's what it's called, not testing, an experiment of like 20 other people. Right. And like, they live in the wilderness, like no technology, no like comforts, like they're purely living off the land with the land and it's about like their journey and what happens there and like 100 pages in it's really really good okay it's a good like page turner um and yeah it's just like but it's not necessarily about like living in the wilderness more like about the personal relationships and like you know romance friendship mothers daughters that sort of vibe it's very good though i'm enjoying it it's on the long list for the booker prize if that feel like anyone Feel like that's slightly different to something you normally go for. I do love, I do love a bit of dystopia, a bit of like. Okay. I like my fiction, yeah. Because there's a book I read. Um, oh my god, what's her name? By Emily. She's oh, she's so famous. I can't remember. Um, Station Eleven. 
uh, Emily said John Mandel and she wrote this really good book which I like devoured which is like set in it's literally called like set in the days of civilizations collapse and it's about this traveling group of like Shakespeare actors that like are like le- one of the few like survivors left and that like, they're like traveling the world and it's just like oh, I love those things that are like they're, they're dystopia they're like the yeah. earth is ending in a hundred years what's gonna happen oh okay I okay. love that mm. so that's that this book the new wilderness has got that sort of vibe to it okay shaking things up I see <laughs> yeah I know I love a bit of dystopia mm. teen the teen in me that loves like the hunger games and stuff love it. love it okay <laughs> so what is your gift of the week okay so my gift of the week is um I was gifted a lovely nice clean white pair of Adidas Stan Smiths Oh, go um, away. <laughs> um, so they are the like, latest in their sustainable sort of range. So it's mm-hmm. the Sam Smith, like classic design of Adidas. Basically, is complete, uh, not completely. Um, it's been like redesigned to use like recyclable stuff um, and sustainable things. Um, and yeah, they're just really pretty. They're like nice and white and they've got like a nice little green bit on the back. Um, I have those and they are lovely but yeah I think it's just really nice how they've like taken a classic and they've just made it more obviously 21st century in a way of like the whole sustainable side of it but they haven't come up (laughs) with a whole new thing they're like okay we can just take what we've already got and just obviously make that better that's so true yeah because those are actually like I have like two pairs of those I've got the navy the little navy at the back and the little green at the back and like they're my go-to shoes Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is pretty cool that they've like made it a bit more good for the planet. Yeah. Also, something else I wanted to bring up is <laughs> okay. Another thing I got sent was a wireless wall charger. Right. But you have to plug it in. So what makes it wireless? Um. Yeah, I don't think that their marketing team's done very well. <laughs> so I think basically what it is, there's a little drawing on the back. Basically, I think you plug the wireless charger stand into the wall. Then your phone is then charging charging wireless. Right. Got it. But, yeah, I got very confused when it came. I was like, this is meant to be wireless, and you've got to plug it in. I was like, <laughs> There are so many wires for the wireless I was, product. I was like, Gabriel, this isn't wireless. Yes. <laughs> Gabriel, saw it out. I mean, it absolutely like a really cool kit, but... That's another gift of the week, but yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I think that um, sums it up quite nicely. Yeah. Hope you all have lovely weekends. Have a good time. Get pissed. Enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe. It would really, really help us if you left us a little review. Just tell us how we're doing. Um, we'd really appreciate that yeah how much we love us um <laughs> as always you can get in touch by the instagram which is wind down the podcast you can get in touch with email which is wind down the podcast at gmail.com and you can also tweet us at wind down underscore lovely <laughs> we got there in the end we've got the end i hate doing that bit as well <laughs> um thank you so much everyone and we will listen you will hear from us again next week yes bye everyone bye